Richard Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Virtual Reality Church. Welcome to our virtual church. Is there some type of way for a virtual congregation? You're not a congregation if you don't congregate. When you combine this access with the loss of the local, I become my own confession and I go around the World Wide Web listening for echoes that say back to me what I've already decided to believe. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And away we go. It's the Wretched Radio Mail Call Delivery Bag Q&A Infotainment Nationwide Extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. It is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Freel. The mail is here! Ooh, this is Wretched Radio. I'm your host... Mr. Tomato Head, that's right. I look like a beet has been stuck on top of my shoulders. Frio, pick your vegetable. No, wait a second. Tomato's a fruit. A beet is a veg. I'm not a very good farmer, is what I'm <laughs> trying to tell you. However, do you know what the root word, the original English word was for farmer? We use the term husbandman. And we get the term husband. The etymology is somebody who is an agriculturalist. They tend crops and gardens. You say, what does this have to do with people sending questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org? Well, if you're a husband, you're a farmer. And that means in order to determine what kind of a farmer you are, we need to go take a look at your garden. Your garden is your home. Your garden is your wife and your children. And if there are weeds in your garden, I know there can be some sinful weeds. I get that. But you are the husbandman. You're the farmer. If you see crops or somebody's garden and it's overgrown and there's not much fruit like tomatoes being grown, well, you don't go, well, the next door neighbor. Oh, it's the tomato steak's fault. You'd go, no, it's the farmer isn't very good at his job, sir. You and I are farmers, and we are to tend to our familial crops. When a boat sinks, who gets blamed? Not the deckhand. Captain. When a corporation goes under, do they go after the person who fixes the printers or the CEO, sir? Whether you have accepted your role or not, as the husbandman, the leader of your family, you are. And if you've got weeds every place, it's your job to take the initiative. If if there's a lot of weeds, you feel like, are you kidding me? Weeds? I, I'd need a machete to hack down the vines that are all over our home. Then get your machete and get on it. Because you are the one responsible for it. And I know it super is easy to act like Adam, but it's the wife that God gave me. She's the problem. Nope, sir. It is not her job description to make sure that the home is happy. That's your job. So get on it if you got some weeds growing. And please send questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right. Well, we start with Nick, who has a really good question. He says, uh, hello, Mr. Mr. Oh, he said Jimmy first. That's a, that's a good order. 
Hello, Mr. 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 Jimmy and Todd. I volunteer as our youth group director at church. A parent recently handed me an envelope that I thought was a thank you card, but ended up being a lot of cash. Wow. As a thank you for my help with the youth. I feel guilty for accepting it. Is that wrong? Is it would it be wrong to return it or should I accept their blessing? Well, in order to feel guilty, you have to have broken a law. I can't think of a Bible verse that says that a youth pastor can't receive a gift from somebody in his flock, but I do see verses that say that a pastor is worthy of his hire and that we should compensate them. It doesn't have to come through the paycheck system every 2 weeks or 4 weeks. It can come in the form of gifts. So I don't think definitionally you're guilty of anything. I don't think you have any reason to feel guilty about that unless you've actually been slacking and you don't feel you're worthy of such a gift. That aside, take it joyfully, thankfully, and use it. And bless your family. Hey, kids, look at how good God's people are. They, they, they just gave us a pile of cash here. How should we use this to glorify God and, 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 and do some things that maybe we don't always get a chance to do? Let it be considered a blessing. I can relate to that, that sentiment, because it's happened to me. And you know, I'm an idiot. Friel, you didn't need to tell us that fact. Sometimes I'll be someplace at a conference or something, and somebody will come up and they will put like a big dollar, like a hundred dollar bill into my hand. And I'm just wrong. I, it's like, whoa, whoa, hot potato. I could, whoa, filthy lucre. Well, what's the matter with me? Somebody who loves the Lord, who would like to encourage us, has just given a gift. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I, whatever that was, maybe it's just because I've got money issues. I am tighter than Jack Benny, frugal to a sinful point. And so it could be that, or I just need to understand that I don't want to rob people of the joy of giving. I mean, it is it. Don't you love giving? Seriously. Yeah, that was a big thing for me to learn in ministry. What, to receive money? Yes. Uh, what is that? I don't know, but I've kind of been that way my whole life. Um, but uh, one of the biggest things that I had to get accustomed to was it isn't my guilt but I am robbing someone else of a blessing. Yeah. So here's what we've learned from this, Jimmy. What I just heard you say is you no longer want a paycheck. And I did not say that. I thought that's exactly <laughs> what you said. <laughs> Don't feel guilty. Receive it as a blessing. And then you will be blessing the person who desires to bless you. Use it joyfully. Send them a thank you card. Do what we used to do in polite society. <laughs> and do more than send a text <laughs> and thank God for the generosity of God's people, which I got to tell you, uh, we do that every day here. It was Phil Johnson who said to me a number of years ago, God's people are very generous. It is rare when I remember a complete sentence of anybody, including myself, but I remember him saying God's people are very generous. We see that every single day here and we are so grateful. Please send whatever to idea at wretched.org. All right. This one comes from Kyle, who said, uh, Todd, a few years ago, you criticized martial arts as not being a good example for the church. But a close associate of yours, Vodi Bakum, opened the first martial arts gym in Zambia mm -hmm. and is a practitioner of the sport himself. 
Of course, this has given me some confusion, confusion, wondering if I should continue in the sport or not. Two responses. You pick whichever one you prefer. Number one, it appears I'm going to have to go beat up Vody. I think that that's pretty clear. <laughs> the other option because that one is not wise for me because I would be tapping out in about two seconds with Vody. But, Jimmy, if you'd be so kind, read the description of what he thinks that I said about martial arts. Uh, again, he just says that uh, currently I'm a martial artist. No, no, no. What he said I said about martial arts. He criticized martial arts as not being a good example for the church. Ah. Uh, hmm. Okay, I guess I could have said that. I don't recall saying it that way. I think there are some considerations with martial arts, primarily the spiritual aspect. There are some systems, whether it's karate, jujitsu, whatever form you prefer, there can be a religious component. Be aware of that. If you're bowing to images or if their namaste really is, hey, I'm bowing to the god in you, well, that's just something that we would need to shun. Then you'd have to go find some sort of fighting system that doesn't have that sort of religious component. And by the way, that includes Christianity. (laughs) Beating people up for Jesus? No. So find whatever system that doesn't have a religious component and you can practice it. The one that I do have an issue with is the MMA fighting. That is part art but it is, in my estimation, part barbarism. It's just two guys looking to make somebody bloody, not pin, not not perform a move where you go, whoa, you get points for that. No, it's just you got to get somebody to tap out or to pass out because you hit them upside the head real hard. I, personally, I just don't view that as a high view of God's image bearers. That, that we can treat somebody like a punching bag. I think there is an art to martial arts, so I personally don't have a problem with it. Jimmy, you probably didn't know this, and I don't mean to scare you. I did take karate. You did? I'm a yellow belt, oh, so okay. don't you mess with me, pally boy. I took karate, too. What what belt were you? Uh, white. Green? Whoa. But I was in sixth grade. <laughs> that was so wow. long ago. But green is higher than yellow because it's like white, you know, nothing. Yellow, you barely know nothing. (laughs) You just know a little something. So I honestly, you know what? Now that I remember my martial arts training, I think option one is the way to go with this. I'll just go beat up Vody. Sir, I don't think that I was opposed per se to martial arts. Components of it, absolutely. And by the way, just as kind of a related issue because it's an Eastern religion, just read For the first time in a long time, a criticism of mindfulness, which we are seeing in schools, we are seeing it in corporations, we are seeing it in halls of power in Washington, D.C. and at your state capitol, it's a Buddhist practice. So if you have any component of that, just find a different system. And keep in mind, this is an image bearer of God. Is what I am participating in something godly or barbaric? This is Wretched Radio. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable, biblical health 
sharing, Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Hey, hey, thank you for tuning in to Wretched Radio today. We certainly appreciate your time. Did you know there is actually something in existence that gives you information on things happening at Wretched? Things like upcoming product launches or details on upcoming seasons of our productions of Wretched Radio, Wretched TV, Road Trip to Truth, Transformed, and Breaking Bread. Also, information on job openings here at Wretched. Information on upcoming sales in the Wretched store. What I'm referring to is the monthly Wretched newsletter. If you're not already receiving the Wretched newsletter, you're missing out on all of these things and more. The Wretched newsletter also contains thorough and in-depth messages on a wide range of theological topics, and that's not all. As a Wretched newsletter subscriber, you're also eligible for resources that we give away daily here at Wretched. So sign up and don't miss out on any of this stuff by becoming a Wretched newsletter subscriber by visiting our website at wretched.org, scroll to the bottom of the page, and fill out the form. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at Tomorrow Clubs dot org slash wretched books of the bible second corinthians is paul's second letter to the corinthian church written about one year later since paul had last written some false apostles had snuck in and began to question paul's authority there are many who claim authority in the church, but those called by Christ will bear the marks of Christ, which are humility and reliance upon Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. <sighs> Todd, yeah. we started. You okay? No, I'm not okay. My brain isn't emptied yet. Friel, we'd actually argue <laughs> with that claim. This is Wretched Radio. Mention mindfulness, a subject that has not been discussed much in Christian circles, and it should be because your Christian kids, if they're going to a public school, they are being taught mindfulness, which is Buddhism repackaged, courtesy of John Kabat-Zinn, Goldie Hawn. Not kidding. 
What What's her current claim to fame? She's got kids breathing in the classrooms to empty their brains. And Jimmy, after I brought it up, you mentioned that you were doing mindfulness in high school. I was, yeah. Playing high school football, they would, uh, prior to games, they'd turn all the lights out and have us lay on the floor and everything was quiet and we would breathe in, breathe out and empty our minds to focus on the task at hand. Uh-huh. That's mindfulness. That's yes, exactly what, what it is. That is. Yeah. It's emptying the brain. That's that's the that's the pursuit of Buddhism. You just get rid of all desires. You you become consumed with nothingness. Jimmy, how big was your high school? Ah, it was rather small. I mean, my graduating class was about one sixty. Okay, rural Tennessee. Right, correct. Mindfulness uh-huh. being taught. It is everywhere, yeah. which is why I know I know that there are still some good teachers out there. We know that there are plenty of good Christian teachers out there, and there might even be entire schools that aren't bad when it comes to some of this stuff. But please don't be deceived just because you live in the country that things like mindfulness, diversity, inclusion, all of these sexuality issues are not making their way into your school. Look, at that was back 1890. What what was your graduating (laughs) class? 2000. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that hurt a little bit. (laughs) 22 years ago, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. So you were doing the mindfulness back then. Was, yes. And speaking, as long as we're talking about rural Tennessee, what is going on in the once glorious city of Memphis, Tennessee? Oh, yeah, it's hurting right now. It is. That kindergarten teacher. Eliza Fletcher. Abducted and brutally murdered. Mm -hmm. And then was it like a a couple of days ago, some kid went on a shooting spree? Oh, oh, yeah. Seven, he murdered. or No, no, no. Seven were shot. Four killed. What is he thinking? He's in a video game. He can just drive around popping people off. And and he 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 broadcasted everything on Facebook Live. Of course, yeah. Oh, that's you get lots of friends that way. Yeah, I got to tell you, Memphis is it. It's a heartbreaker for me. Not just because Graceland is located there, and it makes it rather tricky to get there safely. Not just for that, but you can drive through Memphis and you can see the architecture and the design and the layout of the city. This was once a glorious town, and now it is a dangerous place in general. Not entirely. Cities are pretty big, but a lot of it is so mismanaged. And, Jimmy, the only positive thought that that I had coming out of these two, tra- well, five tragedies, the kindergarten teacher and the four people who died, three more shot. Mm. When is our society going to start to rethink the justice system? Yeah. We talk a lot about justice these days, don't we? But never justice when it comes to people who hurt other people. Whether they have any sort of mental or emotional issue, if they have the cognitive ability to know that it is not right to get into a car, which tells me if he can operate a car, he's probably able to function in society. If you know that it's wrong to shoot people or to murder them in the back of a van, when are we going to start having a more robust, higher view of Imago Day, that if you take the life of a human, you pay with your own life. That does appear on the surface to be a bit counterintuitive. Wait, if life is so valued, then why would you take a life? And the answer is because life is so valuable. That's why it, you give a life if you've taken a life. That's Genesis 9. It's not just in the laws of Moses. It is Genesis 9 that talks about the death penalty. I think Romans 13 and talking about the government wielding the sword is a clear allusion to the death penalty. 
We, we've got to start speaking as a society. Look, I, I, I don't know that this is the panacea that's going to fix every problem, but it seems to me the thing that you and I can be doing at this time is not just talking amongst ourselves about how we feel about things, but start sharing it with others. I recognize there could be a price to pay for that. But if you are, for instance, in a corporation and it, the whole pronoun thing is going on, just say, I would love to accommodate that. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. As a Christian, I'm called to love everybody, but I can't do that. And the chips might fall for you, but we need to, and I understand there might be times to not do that, but if we'd be speaking out more, when we talk, rather than just talking to, oh, how's about that kindergarten teacher? How's about the death penalty for the guy who did that to her? She has a husband. She has children. She has little kindergartners that were expecting her in the classroom that morning, and he murdered her. Don't you think the death penalty would be appropriate for a barbaric act like that? When are we going to get serious about justice? I think it would help if we just start talking about it, not with a bloodlust, but to say life is value. Enough. Enough of this. Where was this guy in? Okay, so certain parts of Memphis, there, you know, some are shady, some not so much, some really, some are are perhaps nice. Where was this guy driving around just randomly shooting people? I believe it was Midtown, uh, Memphis, by the university. Um, That's where the girl was abducted. Right. Oh, are you talking about? You're talking about the guy randomly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, So was he driving around town? uh, Yeah, I think it was. uh, If I remember right, it was South Memphis, um, which is a pretty. It's an area you don't want to be caught in at night. It's dangerous. Yes, yes. Um, but why would he want to then drive? If, 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 why would he want to do that? Okay, that's somebody who has forfeited the privilege of living on this planet. Hmm. And I know that there are people who would say, well, wait a second. Don't you want him to get saved? Of course I do. But how do you know he's going to get saved sitting in jail for 60 years? Maybe he gets saved because he's marching to a chamber where his life is going to end and he comes to his senses and he repents and puts his trust in Jesus Christ and his sins are forgiven. And then he goes to the chair to pay for the crime that he committed because he has a debt with society. When are we going to get serious about justice? Maybe an encouragement for all of us to be just a little bit more vocal in our beliefs. I think you might find that perhaps, especially if you're in Memphis right now, that this is a time to say, this is enough. We have, we have been too soft on these issues. We are too slow. Justice is not swift. It is not certain. And we need to change that because we are not going to live in a society where you can't go out of your house ever, whether it's to go for a jog or maybe these people were going to a movie. They were coming back from the grocery store and somebody drives by and shoots them. Enough. Please send questions. Come is that what we're doing? Questions, comments, <laughs> conundrum, snarks to idea at wretched.org. So, uh, for Jacob, he says, Todd, I am sick and tired of sidelining myself in the Great Commission. As a young man with only a few unbelieving friends and co workers, how ought I take part in evangelism? Need to remember there's rules at work. You're being paid by an employer. You can't be witnessing on their dime. You did, and you're not sinning, you're just honoring your contract with your employer. So be obedient in that regard. You can do it on breaks. You can do it at lunchtime. You can certainly do it afterwards. And I would, this is, this is entirely from experience. I used to fret 
When I'd go out to the university campus or wherever, we would go to witness to people. Okay, what can I use today? All right, what, 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 what have I got? What can I share with people today? I don't, I don't worry about it anymore because I just go to talk to them. Do I have an agenda? Well, yeah, I do. But I know that if I'm just listening a little bit carefully, somewhat attentively, I am going to hear an entrance into a spiritual conversation. Okay, here, here was one that I had on Wednesday, I believe. A person whose last name was Church. Oh, that's it's it's easy. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. How can you 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 really if you meet somebody whose last name is Church and you can't figure out a way to witness to them, I don't think you're trying real hard. <laughs> Just listen, ask questions, and you will discover it is not that hard to get into a spiritual conversation. But I do believe the key to it these days, and it being a harmonious experience is that you actually are filled with love, compassion, and concern, and you speak to them as if you're genuinely interested in them. And that means you're going to have to act like a Gen Zer. You're going to need to not interrupt. You're going to need to listen to them. Let them go on. Sometimes they make sense. It's like, oh, I get that. I'm fine. Other times it can be like a complete sausage factory, and it's just all over the place stuffed into a casing known as a worldview, but just let them talk. That's interesting. When'd you learn that? Huh. You've given me something to think about today. Now, does it take more time? Yes. Yes, it does. But you will, if you have shown that courtesy and kindness. This is why the Mormons are out on the campus and they're thriving. Kids were gathering around the Mormon booth. They're so nice. They're so polite. They love bomb like nobody's business. And if we would go do some of that with the truth in hand, I'm telling you, you will find a way to begin a conversation. You don't need tricks. You don't need gadgets or gizmos. There's plenty of those. And use them if you want to. But just go, and you'll be shocked at how the Lord uses you. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. It's being reported that in the coming weeks, the U.S. Senate will be voting on a Democratic-sponsored bill that looks to codify forced recognition of same-sex marriage and also open the door to a federal recognition of polygamy. Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced it earlier this week, and we continue to see the family torn down brick by brick. Well, earlier this week, a Michigan judge struck down the 91-year-old law in the state that criminalizes abortion. That same judge preemptively blocked enforcement of the law earlier in the year, just ahead of the U.S. Supreme Court's landmark decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. The judge, Elizabeth Glacier, handed down the decision on Wednesday, declaring that Michigan's 1931 pro-life law was unconstitutional. So I guess her opinion of allowing the murder of unborn babies is more constitutional. And moving to the state of Florida, in Miami-Dade County Public Schools, the board there has voted against a proposal which would observe October as LGBTQ History Month following the state's recently enacted parental rights and education law that prohibits K-3rd through grade teachers to give lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity. The board voted 8-1 to one to have schools not observe the History Month, which is another significant victory for parents in Florida. And I could be wrong here, but I think even most people would think 
think this next story has gone too far. Recently, a screenshot of a public school sex ed book has been making the rounds and being shared across social media. The book, titled Sex Education for 8 to 12 Year Olds, Kids Book for Good Parents. That's the title of it. And the excerpt that's being shared recommends parents invite their young children into bed to watch while they have sexual relations. And regardless of your thoughts on any of the other issues, I think most people would agree that that has gone way, way, way too far. And something else maybe most people will agree has gone too far? Citizens of Switzerland have been informed that anyone who dare turn their thermostats above 66 degrees Fahrenheit over the winter may find themselves in a prison cell. The cost of natural gas in Europe has increased more than tenfold amid the fallout from the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And according to the report, the nation's federal law permits authorities to fine and imprison residents who consume too much gas if energy rationing becomes necessary. So be uncomfortable in your own homes or be uncomfortable in a jail cell. The choice is yours. Oberlin College announced this week that it has initiated the payment of $36 million in damages that a jury awarded Gibson's Bakery after the school supported and encouraged students to falsely accuse the family-owned business of racism. Oberlin said in a press release that it was awaiting payment information from the Gibson family, which sued the university after it nearly destroyed the business with those racism accusations. The case has been teetering in court through appeal since 2017. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Hermeneutics Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting scripture. One key principle of hermeneutics is reading verses in context. Words can have multiple meanings, but the intended meaning of a word is understood from its context in the surrounding words, verses, paragraphs and chapters, all understood in the context of the Bible as a whole. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hello. This is Wretched Radio. That is the number of the old toll free. You call, we say hello, you leave a message, and then we play it. It's sort of like magic without being related to Harry Potter. One eight seven seven two eight two. Hi, guys. Uh, big fan, first of all. Quick question. Well, long question. I'll make it short. How's that sound? <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but he's a character and I like him. That's all I can say. <laughs> I grew up conservative Mennonite. My wife grew up Catholic. She left the Catholic Church, and I was not a Christian when we uh, met, even though I grew up in the church. About two years ago, I decided I wanted to get back into the Mennonite church. She started attending with me. She wore a head covering, and we dressed more modestly. Both of us did. But we've since stopped attending because she doesn't feel called to wear the head covering. I feel like I belong after being born again and and converted, that I belong in that church. And uh, she doesn't mind attending, but she sees no opportunity for her to join because she doesn't feel called to... uh, Dress that way. As a married couple and a man of God, how do I navigate this? So this is really a head covering question. (laughs) All I can tell you is where I lean at the moment, sir. I think that there is a compelling argument for head coverings for women. When Paul in Corinthians was talking about the connective tissue between head coverings and the creation 
That's typically when we say when 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 something is being hearkened back. In other words, this is the way that it's always been. Um, that's usually when we say that's a law. However, I currently am on the side of I believe it was a cultural issue. It it it's a, it was a practice in Corinth that if it was not practiced would would send a message to people in society that is a harlot that is that is a rebellious woman because Corinth had made that decision as a culture so sir you are going to have to make a decision where you stand on it and then you are going to have to apply your decision either either whichever side you come out on please please remember that when it sometimes comes to now we're let's move it outside of head coverings for a moment when it comes to being married to somebody who perhaps is not as spiritually advanced as the lord has brought you take a longer view consider if you will romans 5 7 through 11 but particularly 8 through 10 how did god treat you before he saved you patiently and who did he save he saved enemies he saved people that hated him he loved people who were wicked now look at your spouse they're 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 not saved they're driving you nuts hold on this will help how patient was god with all of us how patient is god with all of us and let that be the well that you tap into to be patient with your spouse how long suffering was god with you let okay sir you he sounds like he's maybe late 20s early 30s sounded like a younger guy just guessing okay and you just got saved so you're telling me that god put up with you for 30 years and he didn't grind you to powder he's patient and if our christology is going to mean anything then we need to be patient too if our theology proper is going to be applied we need to be patient also Think about Jesus. This is a this is a startling picture, and I think we forget who was in the room when he washed people's feet. Whose feet? First of all, foot washing. Serious? Is there anybody, unless somebody's got some sort of weird fetish, anybody who's like, yeah, yeah the best part of my day is washing Jimmy's feet. No, you don't want to do that. I don't, you're right. I don't want to do that, and you don't want to do that for it's like, ugh. <laughs> And Jesus did that. Why? Because he's humble and he serves and he gives and he loves. The disciples were in the room. All right, here's the obvious one. Judas Iscariot was there and he washed his feet. He washed the feet of Judas Iscariot. He washed the feet of Peter, who was going to be denying him three times within hours. He was in the room with a fellow named Thomas who doubted that he'd actually risen from, and he washed their feet. Our Christology needs to impact how we view our family, how we view our spouses, how we view our children. Don't be in a rush to do what only the Holy Spirit can do. Newsflash, we are not our spouses or our children's Holy Spirit. Just be faithful, patient, and loving, and lead. And that might mean, let's just say, sir, that you have a conviction about this subject. It might, it might mean I'm, I'm going to have to patiently, slowly, lovingly explain it to my spouse. And I'm not going to get agitated 
and I'm not going to condemn her for this. It's a tricky, look, it's a tricky issue. No matter what side you're on, you have to admit this one is a little bit on the dicey side and different Christians are going to have different takes on it. And with your spouse, if you decide, you know what, head coverings aren't a thing, but boy, I love the Mennonite tradition. I love that they're serious about sanctification, which is, I think, one of the greatest needs in evangelicalism these days is more of an emphasis on sanctification. Uh, then with, if, if that's the case, then you can maybe, maybe find a more, another Bible teaching church that isn't of the Mennonite tradition. Why? I would suggest to you it is because of Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 3. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 3. Husbands, likewise, wait a second, likewise what? Well, the preceding verses are about women, wives submitting to their husbands. Whoa, likewise. Now, that doesn't mean that you give up your headship role in the family, but it means that we are we are putting the needs of the other in front of our own. And the language that is used is that the, the man who is going to live with his wife in an understanding way, he's one who is compassionate, he's caring, he's considerate, he, he makes sure, what do you need, dear? Are you feeling safe right now? Is there anything that I can get for you? No, it's more important that I serve you than I serve myself. And then finally, chivalry is in view. You protect your spouse. And the way that we can better fulfill that job description is by then jumping to Ephesians chapter 5. What is marriage? It is the union of two people into one flesh. How much do you love your own flesh? Plenty. How much do you serve yourself all the time? If you've got a need, you fulfill it. You're thirsty, you go to the tap to get some water. You're a little too warm, you turn up the AC. You're constantly mindful of your body. That's how we're supposed to be for the individual who is ourself, <laughs> our one flesh. Why? Why do we do that? Is it because it just kind of works and it helps the home function better? Well, it does work and it does help the home function better, but that's not our motive in any of this. Both Peter and Paul, with 1 Peter 3 and also in Ephesians, it is grounded in what God has done for us. So then you can scoot over to Philippians chapter 2 and consider Jesus who humbled himself to the point of death, death on a cross. Not saying, I got to be worshipped by you people and I'm going to crush you. If he had every right to do that, set it aside. Washed feet. And we're called to be like him. So if you're trying to lead your spouse, let your Christology inform your soteriology. Let it also remind you of your pneumatology, which means you can't do the converting. Treat your spouse the way that Jesus has treated you and call one 282 Hey, Todd. Um, I was wondering, how do we talk to people who don't believe in the Trinity? What scriptures, what can I say? Um, where are some resources I can send them to? Well, if you want to, probably the go-to verse would be Matthew 28, 19. Go, baptize, teaching them to obey. How do we baptize? In the singular name, it's not names, in the name, which means oneness, Father, Son, 
Holy Spirit. You can take them to the baptism of Jesus, where we see three persons in the Godhead. You can take them to, hmm, Jimmy. What's that? Where else might somebody go to see a picture of the Trinity? Oh, uh, you know this. Yes, you yes, preached on it, it. Luke two. Simeon. Yeah, Simeon. Luke two. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Luke two. Okay. So Jesus, the Son. He's baby in the temple. Baby in the temple, being held by Simeon, who's full of the Spirit, right. praying, praying to the Father. That's there's the Trinity right there. The the Trinity doctrine, and if you really want a a, a tool to help somebody, consider the Athanasian Creed. Bring it to their attention and say, we got to get this right because Jesus made it clear if you don't understand the Godhead rightly, you don't have God. Don't understand the Son, you don't have the Father. So they we for this, whether Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, we need to present to them what the church has always taught. If you do not believe three distinct persons, one God, you're outside of small O orthodoxy. Google Athanasian Creed. It with your family too. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, isn't this groovy? Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon, was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like Preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today, offering free, loving, Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the literal battle for life preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched are we heading toward a dystopian society who decides what is good and evil who decides what truth is are there such things as fate or free will morals are we born with those or does the culture we live in inform them those are all really good questions and topics that we tackle daily on wretched radio and tv our goal has always been to preach the gospel equip others to preach the gospel and strengthen the local church. And we're only able to do that with the help of our gospel partners. If you are a Wretched Gospel partner, thank you so much for your support, which has allowed us to create compelling quality productions that catch the eye of unbelievers, but aren't so cringy they make believers blush. And if you aren't currently, would you pray about becoming a monthly Wretched Gospel partner? Help us continue to reach millions all over the world with the gospel. Just visit wretched.org donate, or you can also so just as easily text the word wretched to the number 44321. You're familiar with this sound. You're sitting in church. Your pastor is preaching. You have your John MacArthur study Bible open. The pastor is reading the scripture. And all of a sudden you hear everybody in church turning the page because they all have the same MacArthur study Bible. Why? Because it is so helpful to be able to read study notes underneath the verses to really grasp what God's Word is trying to teach. How would you like to share the joy of putting a John MacArthur Study Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines? They typically make about $12 to $15 per, not hour, per day. 
It's a luxury item, and it would be such a blessing. $25 a Bible, four Bibles, $100, or perhaps you could send a Bible to a brother or sister in the Philippines every single month. Would you please consider doing that to bring joy to our brothers and sisters? Wretched.org slash Bible. Attributes of God. Can God make a rock so big he cannot lift it? God is all-powerful. He created the universe and everything in it, and nothing can thwart his will. So the question of the rock is nonsensical. It does not expose a problem with God, but with the thinking of the one asking the question, and they will one day have to answer to the omnipotent God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. <laughs> You've been busy. Making sense. Everybody, and everybody did. <laughs> this is Wretched Radio, one eight seven seven two eight two beep It appears our planet is populated with a lot of church signs. Church signs forecast. God reigns and Jesus shines. The sun yeah. shines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's cheesy, but I kind of like it. Maybe I'm just weird. I wouldn't write him a ticket bot. <laughs> just anything that makes God look comfortable to the world, especially. I just kind of like double entendres, punny stuff. I just have a, a a sense that it just brings God down a wee little bit. And we should be showing him lifted up high and exalted as a consuming fire that the world will want to know what is being taught inside of those church doors because they rightly have a fear of God. They don't think that he's a punster. No flag thrown on that one. No, actually, flag thrown, but little conference, it was overruled. So what I'm trying to say is it's a close call on that one. Hey, Mr. 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 Friel, church sign for you. Never let bad people stop you from being a good person. Uh-huh. Isn't it amazing how the world lectures and tells us to love and be nice and do this and do that. That's exactly what you just heard. The sentiment from the world, and actually too many churches, is a legalistic tone. It's self-help thinking. How you can do better, try harder, do more stuff. And if you just put your mind to it, you can do anything. Well, hold on a second. That's a lot of work. The Christian says, no, I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, not by self-willing it. Church time, a broken crayon, it's still color. Don't give up. There it is right there. Same sentiment. Try harder. Do better. Don't give up. Even a broken crayon can still make a painting. Not a good one, but it can make a paint. Although these days, crayon art. Now, for crayon art to be successful today, you'd have to melt down the wax and then throw it against a canvas <laughs> and say, 
that's art. No, actually, now that's a chore because the cleanup on that is awful. Church sign, body piercing, saved my soul. Okay, flag. Flag right there. Flag. Thrown. Penalty. Why? We're talking about something so gruesome, something so profound, something so eternal, that Jesus Christ was pierced. He was pierced for our iniquities. In other words, he didn't die for a friend. He died for an enemy who was sinning against him, who deserved the very wrath that he took upon himself, and he took it. We need to remember the passion of Christ, and when we do, we won't be making piercing jokes because it ain't funny. It should... It should make you get, people would walk a Roman road and if somebody was being executed on a cross, they'd turn away to look at such barbarity. It was gruesome and that is what our Savior did for us while we were yet sinning. And we're going to make it a joke about putting a ring through your nostril? Come on, church, we can do better than that, can't we? Church? Uh, oh, wait, this is actually a church billboard oh, in California next to a freeway. Get high on the most high where the grass is greener. It's so embarrassing. I think it's more of a church sigh after all. <laughs> well, madam, you came close to getting a flag thrown at you for that. <laughs> but not because it was blasphemous. Again, we're comparing God to smoking pot. We're, we're really, we're using that. God's better than a bong. Really? I mean, really? I mean, why not? You know, God's better than getting kicked in the shins. Well, that ain't so great right there. Come on, church. Let's remember the God we worship. Church sign. Too much sugary preaching leads to truth decay. Okay, I'll tell you why that one doesn't get a flag in my opinion. Because it 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 was it was really a critique on bad preachers, and I'm okay with that. It it wasn't any sort of reference to God, certainly any reference to his passion. So, Jimmy, I can live with that one. You okay with truth decay from sugary preaching? Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what. I even border on liking it because <laughs> if somebody drives by and they're like, "What do you mean sugary preaching?" You mean the stuff that I get when I tune into Joel Osteen? Is that what he's talking about here? Yes, that's exactly what he's talking about. So get to a church that actually teaches the Bible <laughs> fast. Church size, ATM inside, atonement, truth, and mercy. All right, Jimmy. Flag? Or no flag. <sighs> okay, it's theologically deficient if you're going to, you don't really want to do hermeneutics on an illustration, but we're going to. God isn't a God isn't a vending machine yeah. where I push buttons and I get what was it atonement, truth, and mercy? Yeah, yeah. was that it? Mm-hmm. Not the way it works. God gives it. You know what? If you want to say that we push buttons, you're right. We do push God's buttons. And he shouldn't give us what he gives us. So theologically, it's deficient. Is it the worst? Eh, maybe up there with the weather forecast business. Church signs, blah, blah, blah. Just come to church. 
blah, 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 just come to church. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They're, I guess they're not writing anything, just come to church. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Church time! Call 911. Our pastor is on, on fire. fire! Oh, yes, he is! That, again, I don't have a problem with that one because it's just, it's, 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 it's actually saying a good thing about the pastor. That doesn't bother me at all. Church sign, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. A man who has friends must show himself friendly. Right. Whoa. Why do I suddenly... It's almost like I've got Kung Pao chicken in my mouth. That's it. Oh, I know why, because I read that on a fortune cookie once. Church sign. A man who has friends must show himself friendly. That ain't nothing that you can't read on a, in a fortune cookie. That is that is a platitude. That is, I don't even know that it's a truism. You know the funny thing about fortune cookies? The guy. Hold that, on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm a literalist. <laughs> okay. The funny thing about them is they're never as good. In fact, you know what I've noticed about fortune cookies? What? They're not as good as they used to be. No, no. But the guy that invented fortune cookies uh-huh. made a fortune. Jimmy, <laughs> this is this is this is your friend speaking. <laughs> if at your church they say we have an announcement to make this morning. We need somebody to be uh, putting up a new church sign every week. <laughs> I'm going to raise my hand. Don't volunteer for that job. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Friel, I have a church sign for you. You are a gift that God has given oh, no. to the world. Okay. And my first thought was, huh. I'm glad that neither nor Mussolini were driving by at that time. <laughs> I know why you beep yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't recall, we got tagged by Facebook once for using the name of the mustache man who murdered millions of people because we weren't saying good things about him. (laughs) But nevertheless, that's all it took. One year in the penalty box, one year in Facebook jail because we used the name of the H man. So (laughs) that's why you beeped him out. I'm just trying to think of God's gift to the world. Oh, there's something Whew, Jimmy, you're not good at church signs. Maybe you could help with this. <laughs> okay. Did, what gift has God given to the world? Uh, uh, Jesus? Nah. No, that can't be that. It's I too, think it's you and me, buddy. Uh-huh. We're, we're God's gift to the world. Oh, aren't we amazing? Church sign. Make the most of 2022 with God in you. Yeah, those are pretty abundant right now. Okay, we've got different flags. That's that's what we we're going to create our own sport. It's church sign sport. There is a foul flag that can be thrown, and there can be an infraction flag, and then it can just a worthless flag. You're a wasting our time flag. You're blowing an opportunity flag. Let's do better, church. And until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs> <laughs>